0: Working on the result is useless for me. What we call motivation in a daily conversation in companies or in sports is actually what in sports we call available energy. In performance management or in management and in the sports industry, the way you have to think is actually right now, what do they need to hear to make them feel better? If I am very, very far from the uh, date, from the objective, I can put pressure on results. That's actually management. The more we advance, the less pressure on the result, the more pressure on the how. Pressure on the how is okay.
1: What a blast to have you here at my podcast, People Not Numbers. If you are a professional who seeks to improve your employee, customer, or audience engagement, this podcast is for you. In each episode, you will meet inspiring people who will encourage you to try new things, have more ideas, and grow. I'm your host, Joe Sejan, a French-Lebanese entrepreneur and founder of Eleven, the People Engagement Network. For us, one plus one equals eleven. We wake up in the morning to help you achieve deep levels of engagement with your employees, customers, and audiences, and take your business to new levels of performance. Bienvenue to the podcast. So hello, everybody. I am right now with the great Arnaud Kahn. Arnaud, hi, how are you doing?
0: Hi, Joe. I am great. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm so, sorry, I'm laughing about the great Arno Kahn. It sounds like, you know, Genghis so. <laughs> man, You know,
1: when, when you discover the, the audience, when you're going to discover who Arnaud is and what he talks about and what he likes, I, I'm sure you're going to feel the same that I felt when I met Arnaud. So Arno, a few things. You are the first guest I have who is not someone I knew from before. And for me, you need to know that is a mega uh, step that I wanted to uh, reach. And I thought I would reach it later in my uh, in my podcasting uh, journey. But for you being the first person I didn't know before with whom I'm doing a podcast is an achievement. And I want to thank you for just considering and then accepting to be on this podcast because I'm, you have so many things to share. We had a, a first call together. Thank you for being here and thank you for your trust, Arno.
0: Well, thank you for having me in the podcast, and now I'm even more impressed <laughs> <laughs> knowing that <laughs> I'm doing uh, something for the first time. It's it's uh, pretty cool. No, no, I'm delighted to be here. Thank okay, you for cool. having me.
1: No, you're, you're welcome. And so, Arno, you are the director of TAC. Tech- TMI for Switzerland. We're going to talk about what TAC TMI is doing probably later in the podcast. Um, And we're going to talk about performance management today, which is a topic that I just adore. uh, And also about sports, because this is really where you're coming from. And for me, it was fascinating to to discover that during our conversation, our first conversation of preparation for this, uh, this conversation today, this podcast. So before we start, and before I ask you to introduce yourself, I want to ask you a question that I ask to all my guests. <clears throat> and this question is very simple. Could you remember one of the biggest emotions that you had in the context of your career? One big emotion that you had at a point in time in your career?
0: Uh, yes, uh, it was. it's interesting. Actually, it's not a positive one.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, go ahead. It's
0: actually fear. The first, so actually I I started in this business by total, I don't know, mistake, <laughs> chance, <laughs> okay. opportunity. I don't know, maybe we'll talk about it. Yeah, we will. And uh, so when I got hired, my boss at this time told me, okay, in uh, six days, you're going to do a management training in front of some directors from a French company and at this point I, it was so far from me from my environment from my background i didn't really realize and i said yeah okay let's do it it's fun then i could actually tell that each hour bringing me closer to this event was a was like what the f am i doing here why why am i why did i sign and then the morning it started so it was in Lyon I remember like it was yesterday Wow and my boss at this time and I didn't know why and now 35 25 years later I know he just told me okay your challenge you know it was uh, uh, the shape of a U, yeah you shape no? U shape, room, U yeah. shape and he just told me he called me the morning uh, I was supposed to do this training I was in a panic I didn't sleep I spent the night in the bathroom yeah, yeah. Uh, it was yeah. like panic attack and then he just called me and said okay just focus on one thing, okay? Your challenge in the five first minutes is to actually go touch the last table in the U. Wow. What is he talking about? And then actually, and what I realized way later is that since then, I just focused on this. I forgot about what I had to say. I forgot about why I was here. I was just thinking okay, I have to touch this table. I have to touch this table. I have to touch this table. And then I started, and it's funny because I started the, <laughs> the training. I literally ran to the table and touched it. And with and I had a big smile on my face. And I thought. and then I realized, oh, I have like 12 people looking at me like I'm totally crazy. <laughs> and they were looking at me like, what's wrong with this guy? Does he have a disease or what is, what's his... Is he a, f- a fetishist or Hello. something? And then I had to explain to them the reason why. And then I had to talk to them about how scared I was and that my boss uh, made me do this and etc. etc. And it was the best icebreaker ever,
1: actually. So you, you, in the first ever training that you've done, and we're going to understand where you're coming <laughs> from in a few minutes, but in the first training you've done, you shared with the audience directors in the room that you are scared
0: yes absolutely i wouldn't actually without this exercise because i would you know try to pretend i'm not you know (laughs) uh but then i had to explain why am i doing this and uh, then i realized well it doesn't make any sense if i don't tell them wow but then everybody was super nice and relaxed and uh we all shared experience about you know uh, the first time in the job and things like that and then you no know, it was awesome
1: wow it's uh, that <laughs> super powerful <huh? laughs>
2: yes
0: but, yes yes
1: because eventually we we sometimes forget that people feel us
0: yeah yeah that's right and uh yeah you you can't hide when you when it's a phone call or a lunch or something like that, it's easy. But when it's a training and you have people in front of you and they just—they have nothing else to do than look at you, yeah. uh, no, you can't hide. They will see if you're scared. They yeah. will see if yeah. you're embarrassed. Yeah. Uh, they will see if you're happy to be here. They'll see everything.
1: I agree that's amazing okay. thank you so much for sharing this uh, first emotion <laughs> and i'm also surprised that it came so rapidly to you you know i have guests who really struggled to find one and you found you found one brilliantly so thank you for that arnaud and um, i would like immediately after that to to ask you if you can present yourself and tell us who you are and then we'll take it from there
0: sure so i'm arnaud i have actually uh four passports uh, which is pretty unusual and maybe illegal. Maybe I shouldn't say that in front of people. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I, so uh, no, no, I'm uh, I'm French, which is my first would say uh, nationality, and then yeah. I'm I have a passport from Luxembourg. Yeah. For a historical reason, I have a Swiss passport for living here and having a, a half Swiss, half American wife, and uh, and American actually.
1: Wow, but you pay where do you pay taxes? In the US?
0: I'm that's why I have four passports. I'm trying to not pay taxes. No I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we pay taxes actually in France and Switzerland because I live in France and I work in Switzerland, and of course because of the tax system in the yeah. US, we pay yeah. taxes in the US. Yes, we do. Wow. Man, you are
1: I mean, any any so, tax optimization uh, professional can reach me on my LinkedIn, and uh, I'll, I'll direct <laughs> <you> to
0: Arno. <laughs> it's funny that you say that because I have uh, I have two interview with tax expert next week because I'm lost. Yeah, so, I can understand. Uh, I can understand. Yeah, but, okay. uh, so I come from uh, the northeast of France. Okay. Um, I'm fifty one. I am married. I have three kids um i started uh, in the sport business actually i was a tennis player
1: okay so Not, we're going uh, to pick yeah. up on that directly you okay. know, we're going to pick up on that directly so you were a tennis player
0: i was a decent junior tennis player okay let's say uh a lot of expectations uh except that i was not really mentally ready to become a champion uh the, the number one reason was that i had no problem losing i was just happy for the other guy uh <laughs> which is a problem uh, basically yeah when you want to become a champion you yeah. have to hate yeah. uh losing which was not the losing. case at all yeah, it was just yeah. like oh yeah good job i'm so happy for you have fun and uh, that's it. So uh, <laughs> I still thought, so then I, I realized, okay, I can't do that as a, as a job. I'd better study. So I studied actually economics and finance, yeah. uh, which I didn't really enjoy. It, but math was my favorite uh, topic at this time. So I thought, okay, it's going to be easy. I was more going to the easy way than the really useful one. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then after that, I actually became a tennis instructor uh <laughs> after my study okay, so i so left yeah
1: what do you have to do to be a tennis instructor i mean so you're in your university obviously you're not i university to the
0: match. i i still go uh all the way uh, okay. um so i do a I do a pretty good job and then i realize, okay i don't want to do that i have no clue what i want to do uh what i actually know uh how to do is actually play tennis and i'm think i at this time i thought okay i'm i'm nice i'm fun should work uh so <laughs> let's try that so i actually got hired uh, in uh tennis club in hit in italy okay speaking in which absolutely which it- no in, oh in donoratico donoratico which is in uh, in uh, toscan oh wow oh that was awesome that was just no no. it it was fantastic you know it was like 200 meters far from the beach it was fabulous so i did that for a couple of months
1: wait but to become a tennis instructor you had to have a degree or something or you
0: just it depends where actually it either if you want to be a tennis instructor affiliated to a federation Mm -hmm. then you need to do a degree and you need a certain level i had the level i didn't have the degree so that's why i didn't become a tennis instructor in france (laughs) but then i found a a place where they were happy to hire me so i had a little interview i went there i played tennis for two or three hours with the managers and i said yeah okay you can start and
2: uh wow
1: and how long did you do that you said you said a couple i actually
0: did that yeah i did that for three four months uh actually The time I needed to realize that uh, it was not for me, (laughs) okay, Um, because on an intellectual point of view, I had different expectations than. I had fun, and don't uh, don't take it wrong, but uh, it was fun. It was great, Uh, but I needed something else, actually. Okay. Okay. And I needed that to realize I needed something else.
1: (laughs) That's amazing. And so, what happened next?
0: So then I go back to Strasbourg, my hometown, and I'm walking uh, in town a little lost to be honest, like what I'm what I'm going to do? I don't like finance. Uh, tennis is not an option. And then uh, walking in Strasbourg, I met with one of my uh, actually tennis instructor when I was uh, 13, 14, 15. Okay. Uh, who was in a super nice uh, three pieces uh, suit uh, with a Uh, business case and i was like what 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 is he doing (laughs) (laughs) is it is it really him uh anyways uh that was him and he was he became actually the general manager for the northeast of france uh, for a consulting company specialized in performance management and working a lot in the sports industry okay and uh he came to me and we had a drink we Mm. were very very happy to see each other um, and he asked me what I was doing. And I said, well, looking for you know, something to do. I was not even talking about a job. I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I think like I'm waiting for the next step. I come back from Italy. I was a tennis instructor. I studied finance and blah, blah, blah. And he said, well, uh, I have a job for you. Uh, you start on Monday. And oh, my God. <laughs> and I like challenge and opportunities and funny stories. So I said, yeah, let's go. Let's do it. But what is the job about? And said, "Well, (laughs) you'll become a consultant. You'll see. You'll like it. (laughs) You know the sports industry. You know how a company works. You're perfect for the job. Just come." And that's how all everything started. You know, like 25 years ago, I became a consultant in the performance management.
2: Wow!
1: So, and this is the company where a few days after you started.
0: Exactly. Uh, you
1: were asked to do a training in performance management for a series of people and you had never done this in your life.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely.
1: So, Arnaud, what is performance management for you if you had to, you know, explain that in a few words?
0: Performance management is actually so there is different ways uh to explain. So, I will explain my way because yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the one I not the one I know that the one I like. It's actually what can we do? How can we help uh, our clients to reach better performances with happy people? And that's very important for me. (laughs) Okay. Uh, It's easy to cost, you know, to to kill cost and to uh, uh, cut (laughs) to do cost killing. Uh, it's easy, well, it's, it's, it's mathematic. You know, if we are five people doing a job and we can do the job with three people, you'll make more money. Uh, So that's not how we do. uh, (laughs) That's not how uh, I uh, uh, believe it should be done. Uh, So performance management for me, it's really that it's, what are all the things I can do in the client environment uh, being a sport club or company uh, to make sure they become more performant on an individual point of view on a group point of view on a business point of view actually and all this through uh discussions i know you like that
2: yeah 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 Um,
0: through trainings to individual trainings and i'm not talking about coaching on purpose Mm. uh, because i we don't do coaching we do individual uh training or uh you know the difference is actually i give advice you know i i tell them my point of view a coach doesn't so (laughs) if i think uh they should do a different way i will talk about it so
1: it is true and and just for the audience in terms of coaching the the normal coaching methodology uh, is designed for the coachee to find the solution by themselves not to the coach uh, because the coach gave any advice the coach doesn't give any advice. this is the pure I would say uh, view of coaching and what you're telling us is that you don't do that precisely because your people, your clients want you because you have the capacity to listen but also to give an advice right?
0: Yeah exactly. they want to you know they sometimes they need help uh, so they want to have my point of view at least they want me to tell them, if i believe it will work mm. or i believe it won't or maybe in my experience i've seen the same situation and something happened and blah 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 uh that's why i'm talking about discussion you know it's in it's a real discussion yeah. uh, it's not like i'm asking questions and if you answer i'm asking another question etc cetera, etc cetera. i don't do that
1: okay fantastic so what i hear when you when you're saying what you're saying is that the performance aspect is certainly something that is linked to the financial performance, because we all know that money is like oxygen. If you don't have it, you die. So you need to perform and to deliver something that uh, from a um, um, quantity perspective, from a measurable perspective, financial perspective as well, works. But it seems that the idea of performance only from this standpoint is not what you call performance.
0: So the financial part is the consequence. Mm. Um, the result actually is the consequence. You can't... For, again, it's a personal point of view, and that's what I'm trying to do within TAC TMI uh, and with our client. Uh, with you.
1: You said something super powerful. You know, working on results is totally useless. And I always... Had this thing about why in business are we obsessed by conversations about the results? and in sport we are not having the same obsession. On the contrary, it's naturally in sport. You will you will not say to people, "Okay, guys, today the purpose is to win the match." Thank you, thank you very much. You know, this is
0: totally exactly. Ridiculous. Oh, the, 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 yeah.
1: So tell I me about, a... about that. How, how do you live that? <laughs>
0: For me, it's actually easy to explain. There okay. is two things. So first, some history. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's say, thirty. it depends on the sports, but 30 years ago, 40 years ago, sports industry realized, okay, we are not professional enough. Uh, we don't actually work on performance management enough. Let's go have a look at what companies do. And let's hire some consulting uh, companies, some consultant who will help us. And they actually did, you know, football, soccer became professional. Uh, I'm not even talking about the sport, the U.S. Uh, it's like a real industry. But then they actually never stopped. Since then, they've, they did research on performance. They did research, and that's the difference with companies. They did, they did research on psychology. They did research on human performance. They did research on motivation, like real motivation, which is actually not something positive. If you go in the dictionary under motivation, it's what pushes you to act. So basically, if I punch you in the face, it will motivate you. Is it positive? No. <laughs> if I kick your ass, sorry about the
2: no, no, Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah.
0: <laughs> If I kick your ass, it will motivate you. It will push you to act, yeah. either run or fight yeah. or be scared. So the 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 actually the word uh, has lost its uh, meaning. What we call motivation in a daily conversation in companies or in sports is actually what in sports we call available energy. Wow. What is my level of available energy? What I sometimes say in my introduction to actually wake the managers up or make them think is actually, you just have one job, guys. Your job is to make sure that all your staff members have the higher level of available energy all the time. That's -hmm. your job. That's your role. Doing the job is their job. Your job as a manager is to make sure they have enough available energy. That's what I'm saying when I say, you know, I was saying earlier uh, how they wake up in the morning. And I mean it. Your job as a manager is to make sure your team members wake up with the highest level of available energy every day. And the point is, how do I do that? (laughs) And that's for me, the job of a manager. The job of a manager is not to tell your staff members, hey, it's Thursday uh we decided you have to reach 10 at the end of the week you're at five come on dude that's not management you know <laughs> how do you help me
2: Damn.
0: how do so now that you said that how do i feel better how do i how do i have now enough available energy to go uh do the five uh, more business that i need no it's like telling your kids and you have kids uh if they struggle in math and you're at home, and you're having a conversation with your kids, and in France, you know it's on 20, so let's take yeah. French uh, grades, yeah. 20 being the highest, uh, and you ask your kids, okay, for the next uh, math test, I want you to have at least 18. So what's the point? Yeah. What you're going to create is actually a higher level of stress, of panic, no help. That's not management. It's not because I want you to have a good grade that you have a good grade. What can I do as your parent, as your dad, as your actually, we could say, family manager? I don't know. What can I do to make you feel confident, to make you more skilled, to help you where you struggle? That's the job of a manager.
1: But you know what you're saying, Arnaud, is bloody fascinating because if you come back to what you were saying about sports okay and you you mentioned that they took some people from the business world and then they started to research to research on human behavior human psychology on motivation on on you know everything that from a human point of view creates better performance but that's is exactly what you said as well about a father and his kid about math. Basically, what you're saying is that in sports, they understood that it's not about the result. It's about primarily paying attention to what brings the result. And paying attention is just something very basic, which is observing,
0: analyzing. Yeah, it's even more. In sports industry, I give you an example. Yeah. So I come from the, the tennis industry, okay, and it's the same in all the industry. Even if you're familiar with tennis, okay, and we go, the two of us, we go next May to Roland Garros, okay, and we will just look at one champion and his sparring partner playing together, okay, or doing a match, and you don't know who's who, okay, and I will ask you, Joe. You know tennis, you play tennis, you've seen match, you've seen Grand Slam tournament. Who's the champion? You won't be able to tell me. Why you won't be able to tell me? Because on a skill level, they look the same. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: They know all the shots perfectly. The sparring partner and the champion. The difference is mental. The difference is how confident I am before entering on the court how sure am I, I'm going to win this match? Hmm. And that's the point, you know, why is it always the same guy who wins the match? <laughs> and you're like, shit, man, I wanted, you know, I'm following the Australian Open right now, okay? And I really wanted Monfils to win. Oh, yeah, quarterfinals.
1: so frustrated.
0: But I knew. And he knew. And even in his interview, he would say, I never make it to the semifinal. I lose in the quarterfinal, you know? He knows it's mental. He's not stronger or weaker than the other guy. Mentally, the other guy was more confident that he's going to win. And in the professional sports, that's a huge point. It's like, and, and, and there is another difference that makes me laugh and doesn't make managers laugh. Hmm. And it's just to make you think about, you know, sports industry and how they run uh, the business. If your team struggles, Okay, I don't know who's your favorite soccer team or whatever team. Okay, if they start to lose match after match, what's Mm. gonna happen?
1: Fire the coach.
0: Fire the coach. What if the same happened in your business?
1: Well, we never fire the managers. The manager fires the, yeah.
0: Exactly. That's a big difference. Because we know in the sports industry, it's not the team player. Team player will basically do what you tell them. And are you able to manage them? Are you able to motivate them? Are you able to, to increase the level of confidence, the level of available energy? If you're not capable of that, you're out. And another manager will come with the exact same team and start a win match with the same people. That's mm-hmm. management. If you're just here to check at the end of the month, the results and tell them it's good, it's bad, we have to do better. We don't need you. <laughs> we don't need a manager. It's useless.
1: No, I mean, that's, uh, that's crazy and that's great. I mean, it, feel, it feels good to hear that, Arnaud. And uh, it's also a confirmation that the world of sports is such an easy inspiration for people who, you know, don't know what to do necessarily. Just think what would you do as a coach in sports?
0: Yeah. Read so. biography.
1: <laughs> or Exactly. And, and you know, for example, um, it always struck me that uh, coaches watch the game that happened, right? They, they take time to reanalyze and see what happened, who played this way, who played that way. The discussions they have as well are about how players feel oh, he's going through a difficult period in, uh, with his girlfriend, or uh, there was this article in the press that was not nice to uh, to Joe, so he doesn't really feel good. So many uh, elements of paying attention, taking the time, and not only to the job performed, but to the person itself, are key to uh, managing this, right?
0: To each, well, first you need to know them, like really know them. Uh, I always love, I don't know if you've seen on Netflix, um, the last dance about Michael oh, Jordan, I've uh, seen. for me, the like best a... part in terms of management is actually when Phil Jackson talks about Dennis Rodman for most of the trainer or the coach, they would fire this guy, crazy tattooed drunk party private jets the day before an important match to go party in Las Vegas with five girls. Just crazy life, but when you listen to Phil Jackson, he's like, he needs it, and tomorrow he will be on the field, and he will be the best defense player ever, and that's that's right.
1: That's what happened.
0: That's what happened, and he is still now, I think, one of the best uh, player in the history of basketball, and that's for me. That's management. You know your team members; they are not equal. They're all different. So you don't. You just don't. You. You don't manage everyone the same way. You don't manage uh, Dennis Rodman the way you manage you know, Tony Parker or Michael Jordan. No, it's not true. But you have to know them. You have to be interested in people. For me, that's the number one skill in management. You have to have a real interest in people. Even if it's on a, like a, a scientific aspect or psychological aspect, yeah. how does it work? And uh, that's how, that's why the sports now goes way, uh, is way better in management. You know, like the speech, you know, I used to train coach and I, am not allowed to give names, but in uh, soccer industry in France on uh, the halftime speech, that's a, that's a fantastic management exercise. You're losing two zero. You have three minutes. It's halftime. What do you say? What do you say? It's so hard, you know. It's so how, hard.
1: How do you help someone, you know, tackle this type of stuff? Because we can immediately do the parallel in business with yeah, of course, very complicated moments, crisis moments uh, where we're behind the target. We are, you know, there. There is something at stake. So, well,
0: if you that. react like a lot of people, and I, I'm not criticizing, it's human. If you react. You'll probably be angry. Mm. Uh, Your first uh, reaction would be maybe to yell, like, what the heck are you doing, guys? Et cetera, Mm. et cetera. Mm. In performance management or in management and in the sports industry, the way you have to think is actually, right now, what do they need to hear to make them feel better? What do you need to hear? And we do that with our kids. It's interesting, actually. It's very, very natural with your kids. Like, imagine your daughter or your son, is, uh, or she's three years old, and she does bicycle without the little wheels on the side for the first time, okay? And she does three meters, and she falls. What's your reaction? Nobody will yell at them.
1: No. I mean, okay. I, I was doing this 10 days ago with my yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: You see? No way. You're going to no. be like, my goodness, you did three meters. It's amazing. Did you see that? You went all the way from here to here without falling. That's fantastic. I'm so proud of you. That's what you're going to do. It's natural. Would you do that with your sales guy? He goes on a meeting for the first time, uh, like a 10 million business, and he fails. What are you going to do? My goodness, you, you went to the meeting. You've actually managed to talk to this guy. You've lost, but it's not important. No way. <laughs> so that's management. What do they need to hear? Because five minutes later, they go back to work. They go back to work. So you have to think about that when you manage.
1: You know, I'm speechless. I'm listening to you and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I, uh, the question… I've never asked myself this question. Right now, what does my wife need to hear? We were yeah. talking about that before the no, It's also the
0: management. It's also you know, management.
1: Right now, what does my son need to hear? And I'm very I don't think I'm very good at this question. You know it's a it's, great it's, it's a tough. great question. It's a it's great tough. question. Yeah. I'm going to steal it from you. Huh?
0: Oh, no, go, go, go. You know, it's, it's, uh, I would be so proud.
1: It's a great question.
0: And, and, and in management, actually, it's... And I always say that when I do uh, uh, trainings. It's actually the first question before you interview or you have a meeting with your staff members, hmm. being individual or group meeting, is when the meeting is over, how do I want them to feel? And I decide. How do I want them to feel at the end of this meeting? And and, and, if it's, and if your answer is, I want them to actually shit their pants, fine. Do it because it's structured. You have a reason. You want that. That's management. I want them to feel super confident and reassured. Do it. Uh, I want them to be scared that they may lose their job. Do it. I don't care. But just you decide how they feel when the meeting is over.
1: you know Arno uh, I'm laughing because this is something that I do as workshops as well, and the type of question that I'm asking, I call this emotional intentions. What is the emotion that you want people to feel? How do you want people to feel? and um, it is true that when what I find in this in this approach that that I like so much is that you can have an emotional intention that you will share, for example, with your head coach or with your assistant, and you're going to do this brief to the team or your assistant manager, and you're going to talk to the team. You will probably not say the same things and display it in the same way to reach the same feeling in the end. Mm -hmm. So asking the question on feelings, connecting at a deeper level for me has always been Something that was allowing me to respect the personalities of people, not telling them what to say, but f- making them focus on what was the result they wanted to get so that they can achieve it in the mood they were at this moment.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. No, that's it. And yeah, yeah. as a manager, you're in charge. You're in charge of everything. Uh, and it's like a, a movie director, okay? Uh, you start with the end. Of the movie, <laughs> like they leave the room and they are all super excited. That's the end. And then your job is how how the hell do I do that? How do I start? What face do I make? Where do we meet? Is there croissant on the table? Is there just you know, lukewarm <laughs> water? What? How do I do? What's the? How do I dress? Do I stand? Do I sit? Etc. Etc. It's this, it's a scenario, and you are in charge of the scenario, and your goal is at the end they leave and they are excited. But you have to start in management. You have to start with the end. In sport, when you have three minutes, you have to think: How do I want them to go back on the on the field? How? I want them to feel like they are invincible. Or I do like Yannick Noah style. Yeah, I want you to go back on the field with no fear. Yeah, you lose or you win, I don't care. Just do your job, relax. It will be Yannick Noah is. I I like him as a manager, and his management style is really for me actually. And maybe I misunderstand, but it's just you know relax. Whatever happens, it's not the end of the world. You did the job. You can already be proud of what you did. So now just relax
1: and, you know. Arnaud, have you, you listened can? to the, yeah. the episode of Yannick Noah uh, with Mathieu Stéphanie on Generation Do It Yourself? Do you know this episode? No, no. Okay, I'm going to send you the link because there awesome. is, a, there is a, an interview of my favorite podcaster, Mathieu Stéphanie, okay. who is arguably one of the biggest podcasts in France. Um, and I'm going to send you the link because this is two hours of conversation with Yannick Noah. Okay. And that is just mind-blowing. It's exactly what you I'm were I'm not
0: saying. surprised, I'm not surprised.
1: Uh, and Yannick is really a, a, an exceptional person. Um, yeah. You know, you were, you were just mentioning, okay, uh, I'm a manager, I need to start with the end. Okay, so that's a very, very good point. And I'm sure that the, some people who will listen to that will have the same breakthrough as I do have right now with you, right? So yes, you know. Let me think about the end and and trying to take it backward. Fine, but there are so many variables, so many possibilities, and you named just a few of them. You know, for just a meeting, do I sit? Mm-hmm. Do I put croissant? Do I put pain au chocolat? Do I put some water? Uh, am I going to stay seated the whole time? Am I moving around the tables? There are millions of variables there, and I wanted to ask you, what for you? the part of, I would say, intuition. Um, Instinct for me is a slightly different thing, but intuition or gut feeling, Mm -hmm. that is there. And how how do you dance with that? What do you tell your managers or yourself? How do you handle
0: this part? I actually don't prepare what they're gonna say. I prepare how they're gonna say it. (laughs) Uh, You need to smile. I don't give a shit what you're going to say. You need to smile. You see what I mean? Uh, or you need not to smile. You need to look like you're angry. Say whatever you want. You know, it, 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 there is a lot of study I want, you know. waste the auditor uh, time with that because they are No, know no, that we much. we have time. The, the, go it's ahead the, no but it's the difference uh, between the the how do you say that in english uh, le, le, le fond et la forme. uh the 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 content and uh, the 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 way it looks yeah, <laughs> so yeah or, the
1: how the how and the content yeah
0: yeah the how and the content and we, we know in a speech um most of the time we don't remember the content mm it's like it, it, it's 20-25% maximum of the impact in communication. It's uh, usually it's 70-75% to 75% behavior.
1: I mean, the and famous thing uh, of uh, Maya Angelou, yeah. uh, people don't remember what you said, but they will remember what you felt. How, yeah, exactly. how, you, ma- how you make them feel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, so, this so, is-
0: so the intuition is more in the speech, in what you're going to say, but how are you going to say it has to be prepared.
1: And what would you say to people who maintain... I'm switching a bit, okay? Oh, but let's, no problem. Let's see if... I don't know if you're familiar to um, scripting. So it starts from the wrong point of view, according to me, thinking that people... Let's take the example of retail or service, service jobs, right? People don't know what to say. Mm -hmm. Um always they need some kind of um pokes or support. And let's script a few things so that they have some some ideas on what to say. Um and for me this is not the right way to do things. But what would you answer to that?
0: I don't know. I'm I'm torn. Uh so in management it doesn't work. Uh, Mm -hmm. because every day you'll face a situation you've never (laughs) Based. <laughs> yeah. uh, in if I go back to sports actually, which is interesting, if you compare you know uh, practice and the script, you know like you go on the court and you do 300 forehand or 2,000 service, uh, you have to actually uh, you have to because it's like in acting if you want to really improvise. You need to know the dialogue like 1 million percent. Then, when you're super at ease with the dialogue and the scenario and the story, you can play with it. In sports, it's the same. Uh, if you want to change the way you take your racket uh, when you surf, first you have to understand what a service looks like. <laughs> then you can adapt and move. And maybe it's a little bit the same. You have to really know. The product, if I'm talking about selling, uh, mm. you have to know all the advantage, uh, the, the, the details, uh, et etc., et cetera. And then you can actually navigate, I guess. Um, without that, you can navigate. But first, it's exhausting, I think. It's a lot of efforts. If I talk again about... Available energy. Maybe I have to explain a little bit yes. how it works. Yes, yes. Uh, it's, it's a lot of effort to keep track when you're not super okay with the content. You see what I mean? It's exhausting because you have to be confident. You have to be able to go back to the basics and that's exactly what it is, in fact, in sports. Why do yeah. we insist on, uh, you know, even in soccer, in a professional team, yeah. they will do like 300 passes. You can argue, well, they know how to do a pass. Yes. But what, what? why do we do that? Because in a super stressful, losing, awful pressure environment, you need to remember how to do a pass. Which I mean, is very different. You cannot
1: even start thinking about it. It has to be no. so automatic that you can exactly. focus on something exactly. else. Okay.
0: And you are you are so right because in a super stressful situation you can't think anymore. Mm. <laughs> it has to be actually like animal. No,
1: yeah. but it's it's so true. I don't know if you play music, but um, it's the same. Um, I, and I had the chance to play in, a bit in acting. You cannot start to put feelings and to or to play music. So to make something that can touch people if you're just occupied watching your fingers um, on a guitar uh, neck or on a piano yeah. it needs to be so automatic nearly cellular nearly physical phys- muscular memory kind of type that yeah, kind of it. stuff exactly you know that you can then put all your focus on the emotion that you want to give or the expression level that you want to to have and i guess that what you're saying i I'm, I, I want to i want to take that to to put it back in the managerial context because are you wh- what does it mean in the context of management this aspect of if, it's raining and, yeah. and you know if, repeating and stuff
0: if i am super stressed because i have pressure from my boss And all my team is falling apart, and uh, they don't manage or they don't, they're not successful in selling the product or uh, delivering the service or anything. I need to be able to go back to basics in terms of management. So I need to be very clear about why am I here? What is my job? What do they need? I need to have like, Five, six basics in terms of why am I here for? What is my job in terms of management? My number one job is available energy. So, what do I do now to make sure in this panic attack I deliver? You know, it's like a captain on a boat and it's like a huge storm. And everybody is screaming, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. What do I do? Do I scream with them? <laughs> uh, what do I do? Do I yell at them? No. I need to be firm. And it's exactly and it's again. What do they need? So right now, in a panic, it's a Wednesday afternoon. I need to reach a certain goal on Friday. Hmm. I'm lost because I know my bonus is at stake. My job maybe is at stake. Uh, I just bought a house. I need to pay my debt. I have a family. Everything is happening in my head. Me as a manager, knowing that, what do you need? You need me to tell you first, we're going to be okay. Second, we're together. Three, right now, you're going to take your fucking phone and call these three people and tell them this. I need clear, simple short-term objectives amazing that's what I need maybe that's not what you need maybe that's I don't know I don't care we don't care about the manager's feeling (laughs) you are a manager deal with it it's your job do it you have to think about what do Joe or Arno need right now in this storm okay it's like in uh, sorry just another example uh, so i do a lot of uh, motorbike i like motorbike when you do your license Hmm. and it's and and i don't know why i'm thinking about that right now sorry (laughs) but uh when you learn how to drive or how to ride a motorbike actually the first instruction the 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 teacher tells you is you have to look at where you want to go if you look at the risk you're going to have an accident and your job is actually in this storm as a manager they are looking at the accident you want them to look at the 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 goal or where we want to go actually wow so yeah and this is
1: so of- true man for for motorcycle it's so true oh yeah um what what do you do? What what type of motorcycle do you do? It's oh now
0: it's a... I'm now now I'm I'm on a, a, a very safe big uh, scooter because I I have stuff I do the groceries with it. I used to have a Triumph not mm. another very old one, mm. a turquoise one, very cool.
1: <laughs> I want to see photos after the podcast, man.
0: I can find some maybe. <laughs> yeah, I'd
1: love to. So um... now
0: no, now I have a big scooter. It's easier. It's cleaner. It's more convenient with my you're a dad a, you're a dad, uh, I'm it's a dad. <laughs> that's it it's a dad motorbike <laughs> it's a dad motorbike what you a like shame. the dad jokes you have the dad <laughs> motorbike <laughs> the boring one <laughs> that's it
1: i'm sure you speed i'm sure you speed a bit okay. um so arnaud um everything that you say is so crystal clear helps me a lot, you know, uh, put very basic notions, the examples are phenomenal. But we know, you and me, that today in the world of management, I would say in corporations, many corporations are still um, not understanding that in, in which sense, in the sense that managers, either because their corporation is asking them to do this or because they because they are anxious they are going to deliver so sometimes companies expect managers to spend a lot of time delivering things or sometimes the corporation doesn't expect that but the managers themselves are so anxious that they're going to spend their time you know, getting busy doing something to feel that they okay, at least it's happening at least okay, if this guy doesn't do his job or if this woman doesn't do her job, at least it's gonna work, you know i'm I'm moving forward, or they even take a complete part of the deliverable by themselves and do that, so there is no time for these people for good or bad reasons, there is no time for these people to do what you are recommending, which is essentially. Not burying yourself, answering emails the whole day and delivering stuff, but paying attention, watching, observing, creating conversations, uh, watching what people do or try to do, not just what they achieve. This is what we're saying, basically. It's not just about what people achieve. It's about how they do it, what are they trying to achieve, what they are trying to do, the way we can support them. It requires focus. It requires space and time. And, and what's your experience so far in so, yeah, uh, operations?
0: So first, you're absolutely right. Um, what I would say actually, and now and it's it's uh, it's more on the the training uh, part. Um, and I'm not talking about you know developing business. I really believe it. It's actually the reason why we should train the managers. How to manage <laughs> and do it more than what we do, uh, because it doesn't. It, it's not a question of time. Actually, it's a question of efficiency. When you're a sports coach and it's the halftime, as I was saying before, you have two minutes. So it's not a question of oh, if I had twenty, it would be better and it would be easier and it would make my life easier. You have two minutes. End of the story. So the question is. How do we make sure in these two minutes you are efficient? It's the same in companies. You don't manage the whole day. It's interesting actually in companies because you actually manage events. You don't, and and that's a, 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 we could actually do a day on this. You don't in in most of the companies and in most of the industries. Managers don't plan management. They receive it. So I give you an example. I arrive in the office and uh, Joe looks anxious and come talk to me. I'll manage. Okay. If Joe doesn't look anxious and go to his desk, I don't. Then... uh, Catherine comes to the office with a big smile and laughing, and she goes to her desk. I don't. She smiles, she's laughing, and she comes to my office explaining to me why she is. I manage.
2: Mm.
0: You don't plan management most of the time. (laughs) Management comes to you. So it's not like in sports. We don't actually plan enough. That's the first thing. We don't plan enough discussions, and I'm talking about 3 minutes discussions. I'm not talking about three hours. It doesn't take three hours to manage a guy. Mm. That's not true. So that's the first point. The second point is, if you're right, and if I have a huge level of pressure, which means I actually have three minutes to manage a person, Mm. I'd better be really, really trained i'd better know what to do with these three minutes so okay put the pressure on me fine it's part of the job of the management uh am i responsible yes i am responsible do i also have to do the job yes because we are not in the sports industry so the hundred percent manager doesn't exist i have a job and on top of that i manage okay but give me the tools you know Help me do that. I need to be trained. I need to know how to do it. Most of the time, you're not. You become a manager because you are an amazing sales guy. And we're like, oh, look at Joe. He's so good at sales. Let's put him managers. It's not mm. the same job. Mm. It's like looking at uh, you know, uh, Lionel Messi. You're like, oh, look at Lionel Messi. He's so good in soccer. Let's put him coach
2: no yeah no it doesn't no. work this way no we it doesn't work
0: that. yeah we know that in sports actually <laughs> yeah I mean another thing Zidane, that we know in sports
1: yeah Yeah. even Zidane he had to I mean even the best they have he to go to learn. through yeah yeah, yeah yeah he
0: did actually an uh, 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 MBA in sports management uh, in France uh, they all have to and you can be an amazing manager in sports without playing you know MBA. Gérard Rouillet was an English teacher and he won the he won the uh, the European Cup, you know. Oh, so, that's... And that's the difference. It's a question of in sports, you hire managers for their management skills, coaching skills. In the business, I'm not so sure. <laughs> you have skills, but I'm not sure it's the right one.
1: A lot of things, um, and two things in particular. From from what you said, um, we talk about training. We talk about training people to understand how to manage. Give me the tools. But, and that's just one question. I have another one, but I, I'll keep it for later. Okay, give me the tools. Great, I can do tomorrow one week of training with you in tennis yeah and you're going to give me the tools and i'm going to make a lot of progress during this training right but the reality is if i go back and there is no tennis court at my place there is not the uh, environment for me to express that and there is no one to correct me at my place you know even if there is a tennis court well, all this progress will be for nothing. So there is the training, but then there is the uh, implementation of that training. Yes. In my ecosystem, in my, in, my, in my paradigm, sorry, in my mind, I provide support for that. So I, 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 I make sure that people are uh, not alone because a lot of fears are going to come into play. And this is something that I feel is vastly. Overlooked the fear, the fear of failing, the fear of being below the level, the fear of what people think of me, um, the fear of not of disappointing others, etc. all these fears, even for simple things, very, very, very simple things, if they are not supported by someone, a professional as well, will probably and most likely tell me to go back to what I was doing before, you know. So uh, what, what do you say about that? Because in the managerial world, how much money is buried into training, sometimes great trainings, and then people go back and this is the same old, same old you know, environment where there is no opportunity for me to practice what I've done. There is no even dialogue about what I've learned. Um, how does it work for you? How do you approach that?
0: Great question. Thank you so much. Uh, many answers. Is it your job to ask questions actually? Uh, So, (laughs) your new job. Uh, So, first thing, when you do trainings and when I approach clients, I always warn them with two, three points. First, people do, so without an authority, people do two things. They do what they like. They do what they know. Okay. They don't do what they have to. So in a no-rules environment, I will do what I know, and I will do what I like. That's the reason why we have managers, because actually, people don't even ask them Self this question. Why do we need managers? We're adults. We have a job. I have to do it. Why do I need another guy to tell me what to do or how or when or something? I'm an adult. I'm a responsible grown up. No, you're not. If you don't have someone, you'll do what you like and what you know. That's the first thing. The second thing is when we sell training programs. We make sure there is actually, uh, we can call it a sponsor, we can call it uh, responsible, we can call it whatever you want. Mm. That is the highest position possible in the company, which will actually make sure people know it's important, not just for the trainer, but for the group. You're not doing this training because you are nice. Or you suck or we have budget <laughs> you're doing this training because it's important for the ceo because that's where the company goes so we don't do or we don't we also need to eat sometime huh? and let's be honest but most of the time when we have the opportunity we actually do training to change the management culture
1: mm. in fact so it needs to be uh... Evolving or to be done in a much bigger context, in a much bigger picture, right?
0: Yes. Yes. Could be small team, could be we can start Mm -hmm. with one team, but we actually try to not do like, oh, there is these three people who has problem with management. Can you help? I will. Again, it's you know business. (laughs) But I warn people and I warn them exactly how you just did. I'm I tell them, Okay, I will do it if we don't think Larger in three months, it's gone. One of the funniest, I don't know why I use funny, but it's, I think it is, it's not funny, it's ironic. (laughs) And maybe it will ring a bell. In most of the companies, okay, we have annual evaluation. Okay. We can talk about that. that. Yeah, we can talk about that. How many do you know that are on how good am I in management? What is evaluated? Is it my results? Mm. Or is it, yeah, I was a good manager because you can measure the level of energy of my team members and the happiness. And they are happy to wake up in the morning and they've learned stuff and they work well together. Yeah. I've yeah. never seen that.
1: Yeah, but I know. To challenge a bit that what yeah. I, I, I agree with this. But what you've said, for example, I personally, and, and this it leads to the, the question that I had, the other question that I had okay. about results. We mentioned it before. When a team, uh, Real Madrid loses five times in a row, Zidane is fired. But, uh, right now, it's Zidane, the coach of uh, Real Madrid. Just to give context in pe- to people who will listen to this episode uh, in 10 years. Um, <laughs> so, um,
0: He's not, actually. He's not? No. No, but that's a it? detail.
1: No, no, that's not a detail. <laughs> this, this tells you how, how good I am in football. <laughs>
0: no, no, that's okay. That's okay. He is actually uh, he left yeah, he last left. year. Yeah. Last year, yeah, you're right. Uh, he resigned. No, no, no problem. Very but good. I, but, uh, Let's say we are a year ago.
1: No, let's say, <laughs> let, let's say I'm, uh, I suck in football. So, um, But, you know, we know that uh, people who are good, so f- for example, if you take examples of, do you know who Michael Jordan is? Yes. Do you know who the Chicago Bulls are? Yes. Do you know who are the LA Lakers if you follow basketball? Yes. Do you know who is Conor McGregor if you follow uh, MMA? Yes, you know. Do you know who is Justin Poirier if you follow MMA? Yes. Uh, Or, you know, do you know who is Joe Rogan uh, talking about that podcast? Yes. Um, Why? Because they achieve. They get results. You know, so uh, my point is, and at the same time, take that in parallel. So the first thing is, you know who people are, or I would say success is linked to the result. I mean, uh, I can take my football team the football team of my village this is a team that i prefer but i could never say that this football team is the best in the world because they never won anything you know zero carlo ancelotti <laughs> you know arno Arno pities me so much that he sent me just a little chat on Zoom just <laughs> to, tell me to be discreet <laughs> who is who is the coach of Real Madrid. That really tells you that. Fortunately, I didn't name a coach of a handball, uh, a handball or of a basketball team. <laughs> thank, thank you, thank you for your kind, uh, your kindness, Arno. But so that's that's one thing Link to results, and I think we easily agree to that. Nobody would know who Maradona is, if Maradona was just a, a person with a big uh, a temper and never won anything in his life. Nobody, okay? But on, on, the, on the other hand, um, and I lost I lost the course of my thoughts. Yes, on the other hand, I'm very happy that my people are happy. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy if they have a lot of energy. You know, I'm happy if they come to work happy and they play ping pong and they, you know, and they they play uh, and they they have, uh, you know, a nice pantry area where they can have their coffee and stuff like that. But I don't care about that if, if the company goes broke. So I think there is something that we all understand in what we're saying is that we always, I mean, we always have at the end of the line a judgment that is on results so i cannot imagine that an appraisal or an an evaluation or even a continuous performance appraisal so something that i prefer much more which is this continuous discussion about you know how how people perform is also about performance in quantity it cannot be delinked i i I don't care if you tell me that you're a great manager, but your unit has been losing money for uh, one year in a row, or one full year or, or two years in a row. You see what I mean?
0: Absolutely. So I totally agree. This, uh... So so, so, let me... Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because until now, we are talking about the nice part of management. We are talking about available energy. Yeah. It's not only this. Uh, and... And if you lose money since two years, you're not a good manager and I fire you. Okay. Okay. Management is about, let's say, you have five big topics that you need to cover. Until now, we're talking about one. Why are we talking about this one? Because I think that's where most of the manager struggle. And for me, and it's very maybe personal, You could actually have a conversation maybe in two months with another director of another performance management consulting company who will have a different opinion. But for me, available energy is the key. It's actually the beginning. Mm. Now, if I cover the five, uh, let's say, axes of management, the first one is actually the vision. Where do we go? Okay, we need a vision. We need a common vision, which is actually, will focus everyone on a better future than today. You know what I do when I start with a client is actually I go to the cafeteria and I have random conversation with people and I have no clue who I am. And I ask them who they are, how they feel, blah, blah, blah. A little bit like you, actually. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know where I'm going. I know where I'm going. <laughs> you know, just like you. <laughs> so, and sometimes, and I ask specific questions until I have this fabulous answer being, oh, yeah, but you know what? Five years ago, it was so much better. Mm. And then I know there is no vision. They're not focused on the future. They're focused on the past. Mm. You can't have available energy in this situation. So the first step is actually the vision. Where are we going? It's a, it's a little bit like you know, the founder of IBM, Watson. So we are beginning of the 20th century. We are in a tiny, lost little village. And this guy named his company IBM, International Business Machine. He knows where he's going. He knows. <laughs> People around don't think he's crazy. You know, yeah. what are you doing? You're not, it's not international. You're in a village in the middle of nowhere. He knows, you know. Uh, the, the the other story that I like is actually you it's the inauguration of Disney in Japan. Okay and you have the mayor of the i don't know if it's tokyo to be honest i i don't have the detail but uh, and i don't know if it's a, a legend but i like the story <laughs> actually uh, so you have uh, ron disney who is the nephew of walt and the mayor of let's say tokyo and they are talking and it's the inauguration you know they got they're going to cut the ribbon yeah, and the ribbon uh, yeah. like the official stuff and the mayor turns to ron and saying oh it's such a shame that your uncle is not here anymore to See all this. And Ron, look at him with a big smile saying, well, if if he didn't see it, we wouldn't be here. That's the vision. Okay. So number one, where are we going? And I'm not talking about the company vision. If the company has a vision, fine, easier. If the company doesn't, it's your job as a manager to at least tell me where our team is going. So that's number one. Where are we going? I want to have my team members focused on a brighter future all the time. It's like tomorrow is better than today.
2: Mm. Yeah.
0: It's, it's sorry to. No, no, but it's, uh, it's
1: it's fascinating. Continue. We we have time.
0: No, no, but it's it's I, 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 it's it's funny how my uh, thoughts are going because now I'm ta- I'm thinking and don't don't take it wrong, but. I'm, thinking about your wife yeah. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. the story you were talking about it's like are we focusing on our you know day-to-day problems or yeah. the past and how great the past was of the life with no kids and I'm, you know i have a wife and i'm married since uh, almost 20 years so uh, or are we working because i think it's an effort Mm. Uh, focusing on an amazing future actually and it's parallel you know and it and it has
1: to be re i mean vision is not something that you do one time and then you let it be you constantly put it in the conversation right
0: yes 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 it's and it's everywhere Mm. we are actually going there okay and it has to be of course and i'm it's more like the smart objective but it has to be realistic you know if I'm telling you, okay, Joe, you know what? Uh, next week, let's climb the Mount Everest. You'll be like, no, this guy is crazy. No way. Uh, if I'm like, you know what, Joe? In two years, let's climb the Mount Everest. It's more <laughs> yeah. feasible. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, you need these goals. It's really like, where are we going? Do I want to go there? Uh, do I know, et cetera, et cetera. So that's the vision.
1: Okay, just before we go to the second one, um. On the fact that the vision can be realistic or not, most of the times, unless the vision itself is completely uh, delirious, uh, yeah. but most of the time it's a matter of framing it properly in time, right? Absolutely. Okay. Because it's true that if you say we want to have 100,000 uh, new customers. Uh, by next year, it might be yeah. totally unrealistic, or it might be even, exactly. uh, uh, you know, too small as an objective. So it's just a matter exactly. of time frame, uh, given what you want to reach or where you want to reach. Let's say it this way. Yeah. Okay, yeah.
0: cool. It, it's a time frame and a and a level, and it's also a question of being realistic. You know, I. I uh, so the, the first company I've worked with, you know, this uh, yeah. contract I signed on table in a table in a restaurant in Strasbourg. Uh, the founder of this company was Christian Lemoine, who mm. was very, very famous at this time in the uh, motivation management and stuff like that. Uh, and he used to say, you know, he, at a conference, I think it was at a conference, one participant, he was talking about passion and motivation and stuff. And uh, a guy, uh, interrupted him and asked him, well, okay, Christian, it's all easy and simple, but uh, I'm a manager and all my team members are not a racing horse. So what do I do? And the, the answer that's still in my head, and it was 25 years ago, mm-hmm. he said, well, if you have donkeys in your team, you have to make sure they become racing donkeys. <laughs> not racing horse, it won't work. But your job as a manager is to make sure they become racing donkeys. And that's management also. They won't be all of them top player. No, you need average player. And it's like in school, you know, all the kids are not uh, the same. They are different. But what is the potential? Individual potential. That When, when we were talking about knowing your staff, that's what mm. I'm talking about. Yeah. I know that you're potential joe is eight and i will make sure you reach eight and i know that catherine next to you her potential is 10 and i will make sure she reached 10 and maybe simon is five and i will make sure he reach five that's my job i want at ten, all of you
1: and we will talk about it uh, later but i want to to let you continue to elaborate on the on five. five blocks yes. because uh, on what you're saying i think this is something deeply Dysfunctional in our organizations yeah. is these grids that we have, where we're all supposed to perform at same. the same, you know? It's a, re- a reproduction of what we have at school, basically. Yeah, you know?
0: Exactly. It's it the is. same
1: system. Um, and it's highly dysfunctional, and we waste time, we waste enormous amounts of time and energy. You talk about energy available, but mm-hmm. you know, to manage, you still have to have yourself. Uh, Available energy. It's not just you need to make sure that your people have available energy. It's you need yourself to have available energy. And how many managers do I see at mid year, end of year, tired? Tired because they, oh, I still have to do the performance manual. Or yeah. early year, in January right now, sometimes they finish the, the stuff for, you know, the bonuses and stuff. They, they're going to do it now, January, February. Mm-hmm. And it's not an exercise that gives them energy. It's an exercise that drains them. And I feel that if we were focusing on the potential of people, if we stopped treating um, employees like they were all Lionel Messi, you know, but and, and it would be stupid to have a football team that has only people who are attackers, you know, front front people. It would be ridiculous to have this. In sports you would never do this. Yeah. But in business, this is somehow you know what sometimes what we what we want. Yeah. And um, if we were thinking the way you just articulated it, it's about the potential that Joe has, it's about the potential that Arno has, it's about yeah. the potential that someone else has. Probably the 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 review of the performance would be a nurturing exercise, not a draining exercise.
0: Exactly. My job is to make sure you become the best Joe possible. Not the best, the best Joe possible. That's it.
1: And have you seen structures, have you come across companies who managed to create the framework to evaluate that or not yet?
0: I've seen some companies who actually have two evaluation system in parallel. One is just for the results, the yearly results, and one is for the career.
2: Mm, okay.
0: So they would have in parallel the very classic one, yeah. you had three objectives, you are here, on this one you have an A, on this one a C, blah, blah, blah. And then they also talk about career. So you could actually have a bad year, which doesn't change anything for the career I have in mind for you, in fact. The career you have in mind
1: for yourself, because
0: yeah. you can fail for a year and then you know bounce and be good again. And so I have two or three companies doing that.
1: And we agree that these people are more strategic and long ter- long-term thinkers than just yes. reactive and short-term thinkers, right?
0: They are, and they have less, uh, I would say, stressed employee mm. because they have actually this long-term vision. The first uh, axis of uh, of management, which is a good link to continue, actually. <laughs> yeah, Okay, okay. I let you, I let you valse with. So, sorry, one. it's my training uh, hat. Who's <laughs> so the second one is actually what we're talking about since uh, the beginning, which is positive management. The reasoning is actually if I have a great vision, it means I will probably ask you more in terms of effort, energy, uh, thinking, etc., etc which means I have to give you more energy, which is the goal of positive management. Uh, I will maybe take three minutes to talk about um, available energy. Take uh, five. Take, I, take I six. can take five. I can take <laughs> a day, actually. It's, my, it's one of my passions. Um, where does energy come from? It's interesting. You have to think about, in our environment, we all have let's say four big categories of people around us okay we have people who raise us like parents grandparents we ha- so we call them uh in french tiers privilégiés primaire uh, so it's uh, a <laughs> privileged third party mm-hmm. uh and they so the first category brings you your moral value okay
1: moral yes
0: the second category is uh, more on the uh friend like let's say friend zone uh, it's uh, our kids, wife, husband, friends. Okay, um, which will give you your uh, affective values. Okay, the third category is um, the job values, professional values. Could be a first a teacher at school, university, uh, a boss uh a guy you see in a conference that will give you your professional values and the last one is a little odd but it's like all the other values um all the people we call it um short term values okay i give you an example for the first one is actually why is it easier to win a match at home because in your own stadium you're supposed to have 50000 people screaming your name mm. sending you love Positive message, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So saying that, how does it work?
1: So sorry, yep. the last the last category of people is what type of value that they give to you?
0: In French, we call it valeur de passage. Ah, okay, okay. So it's just punctual. Tra-
1: transition values.
0: Yeah, of. transition, punctual. Or temporary. Uh, okay. Temporary values, exactly. Uh, which is interesting because when I used to work in the sports industry, we used to work a lot with the fan because they have a huge impact on the match actually. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So we were actually and they're not always the smartest, you know, like the <laughs> Yeah, I
1: mean uh, and uh, we
0: had to train them and tell them you you actually have an impact. If you insult your own player, you will have an impact and you will participate uh, to the loss. Mm. So You've think done about this it.
2: with
1: some football fans.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. A no lot. Way. I mean you, you have no idea. I'm not allowed again to give names, but uh some very, very big team. Wow. Telling them, guys, you have an impact. You have to support your team whatever happens. That's your job. That's why we call you in French supporter, to support your team. Wow. That's your job. I really do actually think that's a help job. them win the match. Yeah, yeah.
1: Some clubs spend money on that.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a problem sometimes. Marseille had a huge problem at one point because the the fans were so mad they would insult the uh, the soccer team, their own soccer team, and they would actually win more match outside than at home, which was wow. which is very rare. Yeah, it's actually Djokovic's problem. People don't like him, and he's working on it. He's trying to work on it, but he has a hard time. He would probably win ten more championship if he had the crowd with him but he doesn't
1: <laughs> well anyway uh, no no no, <laughs> but that's uh, fascinating uh,
0: no no you will understand more when i explain this uh, four uh, uh values because actually you have to imagine since the day you were born i'm talking about you joe until now so swiss time 1040 okay mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you received from these four categories of people a certain amount of positive message mm. and a certain amount of negative message. Mm. Okay, mm. The addition of all the positive message you've received from these four categories of people will actually make your level of confidence. Wow. What is confidence? It's actually the addition of all the positive message I've received from important people for me my whole life
1: question uh, what yeah. about myself and what i i mean isn't this a source of also uh positive messages or is it is what i'm saying to myself only the result of a plus b plus c plus d
0: uh i you see, would, you see what with I, mean, I mean the second cause... one yeah, yeah yeah no 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 you're the you're, you're a result okay so uh, interesting, interesting interesting uh, no, no, yeah and we, and we uh, again we could have long conversation about we could that, have long
1: but... com- because i i i mean i never thought about it but um i tend to think that we can choose
0: it's easier to choose when you receive a lot of positive message
1: yeah <laughs> but sometimes when you have a lot of negative messages you can still choose at a point in time to say yeah but no you can. And that, you, can. You, know, you can sometimes you can sometimes this is what um, makes you accomplish incredible stuff.
0: Yeah. D- d- y- also d- you know what I mean? You, you, yeah, no, no, I know what you mean. I I I I'm, I'm not saying uh, you're wrong. I'm just saying it's it's not that simple, I would say. Yeah, it's highly debatable uh, it's discussion, yeah. Absolutely. And it's a, and it's fantastic. That's why I love so much management. You know, it's not a, it's not a science. You yeah. We can all disagree.
2: Of course, <laughs> no, <laughs> nobody I, I, will
0: uh, uh, and, and, but on the other side, you receive all this uh, negative message which will create the doubt you have yeah. about yourself, yeah. in fact. I agree. Um, Sorry, I cut top, you, so continue. No, 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 no problem. No problem. It's, it's, it's fun. Uh, on top of the doubt, you actually yeah. add, and that's where management uh, comes into action, you have what we call daily obligations. Okay. So it's actually everything that happens to me during the day that will have an impact on how good my day is. I'm stuck in traffic. I have an argument with my wife before going to work. My kids are late to go to school. Mm -hmm. My boss is unpleasant. Uh, The coffee machine is broken, Uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So that's the daily part. And all these things add to this kind of doubt. uh, Or confidence. Okay. Well there is, you have to think about it as a like a, a an accountant okay yeah, yeah. you have all your uh, confidence all your doubt the difference between the amount of confidence and the amount of doubt plus the daily obligation is actually in sports what we call available energy
1: I love it man when you, you say re- to can, someone can you, yeah can you repeat that this is delicious Now, really really i mean i'm sure that if people listen to this in their car they will want you to repeat it now they don't know
0: it was so actually (laughs) yeah yeah i can try so if you see it as an accountant yeah okay you have your quantity of confidence so the addition of all the positive message you've received your whole life and then in parallel you have the amount of doubt the negative message you receive from the same people yeah On top of the doubt, you have these daily obligations, okay? The gap between confidence and the other one is actually available energy. Why do soccer players don't look for their own apartments, don't do their own tax, sometimes don't even do their groceries, don't do anything? Not because they are dummies, because the club wants them to have the highest level of available energy, which means no daily obligation at all. Wow. I mean that's that, the goal.
1: You just laid down an equation that is uber powerful. This is and this is only the second point of management that you're talking about here.
0: Right? But that's the most important for me. Because wow. that's where they, that's where we have a lot to learn. Now, the question is actually, and COVID is a good example, why do people don't want to go back to the office? Because, man, I'm not stuck in traffic. I can work in my PJs. I have my kitchen next to me. I don't lose five hours a week in the traffic. It's heaven. I can go take my kids to school, and you want me to go back to the office? Fuck it. I'm not. (laughs) I'm not going back. I feel better. I feel better. Why? Because my daily obligation just reduced a lot, which means my available energy is higher.
1: Oh, man, that is eee. just mind blowing. No, I mean easy, yes, when you say this, but you know. Never, <laughs> you know when you know this is amazing. I mean guys, I hope that you are enjoying this as much as I do. And that's only the second point.
0: So that's the second point. The third point is actually responsibility and concentration which means people need to know where their work starts and where their work stops what you are say, you in charge of yes
1: when you say concentration it's concentration, so concentration slash focus right
0: concentration slash focus slash let's say napoleon you know the yep. in french it's principe de concentration des forces ah okay it's actually so. having the right person at the right moment doing the right thing
2: oh ah.
1: OK, I wouldn't know how to say this in English, I don't know..: concentration. No, but that's a very good point.
0: Okay, OK. I'm sure Napoleon did it on purpose, because you know his friend, his best like friend me. were not the Brits, actually. So. <laughs> <laughs> so let's find a concept that it's not we can't translate in English.
2: <laughs> oh,
0: oh it's actually having the right person at the right moment uh, doing the right job uh with the right skills, et etc et cetera, I can develop. Uh, the, the most important is actually talking about responsibility. Uh, what I love with res- responsibility is actually the etymology, uh, yeah. because it's actually able to answer. Ah, response. Response ability. able. If you Mm. think about the the etymology, you understand what responsable or responsible means,
2: Mm. which
0: means if there is a question on this topic, you answer. If I answer for you, I de-responsibilize you. (laughs) I take the answer. If I do my job as a manager, and if my manager has a question about one of my team members' work, I will tell him, well, wait a minute, I call him. He will answer because he's responsible. I, mean, I keep it short, but it's better, very important. Let's... If I want to feel responsible, give me the answer. I'll, I'll answer. I'll...
1: Yeah, yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah, you... yeah, yeah. Let me answer. Absolutely. Wow. uh
0: so that's concentration is more a nature thing. It's like in my job description, it has to be very, very clear what is my job. What do you expect from me, actually? Can, so can we talk? To, yeah,
1: yeah. Can we talk about that about
0: job description? Yeah. I know. So, so yeah. It's a question of uh, not job description on an admin uh, point of view. It's a job ah. description on uh, um,
1: an understanding. I, I will of do a crazy is...
0: parallel. I will do a crazy parallel. Okay. Have you seen the the TV documentary? Sorry for the only English-speaking, because I, I don't know if it exists in English. It's French. It's Les Yeux dans les Bleus. Oh, yes. It's a
1: documentary okay. about the French team in 1998. Exactly. Winning the first World Cup. World Cup.
0: Yes. So in this interview, you actually have this coach that at this time, nobody know. Everybody agreed to actually hate him. Uh, because he looks like a farmer. He has a weird accent. Uh, he's unknown. And his name is Aimé Jacquet. Probably the best manager we had <laughs> in the French sport industry. Hmm. Aimé Jacquet. So it's, it's actually a good parallel about pressure and about management and positive management. And also these five axes of, uh, of uh, motivation and management. He has a vision okay uh we're gonna win this bloody world cup (laughs) at the very beginning when he chooses the 26 i think uh team members he has a speech very very tough speech with a super uber high level of pressure on the uh result which is totally Opposite to what I'm saying since like two hours. Huge, huge amount of of pressure on results. Like if we lose, you're going to lose your job in your club. People will make fun of you. You're going to lose contracts. We're building a stadium for you. Uh, You'll have 2 billion people looking at you. You can't miss. Crazy amount of pressure on results. But it's two years before the final. You can do it. No problem. It's a year and a half, I think, before the final. If I am very, very far from the uh, date, from the objective, I can put pressure on results. And then when you look at this video, you see this level of pressure disappearing. You see another pressure uh, rising, which is pressure on how. What I love is actually to compare. The speech that I've just talked about with the speech he does before the final that I actually saw on LinkedIn a week ago. I don't know why it's back on the, on the <laughs> uh, track, but it's fun. In this speech, he doesn't talk about final. He doesn't talk about, uh, Stade de France. He doesn't talk about two billion, uh, people watching. He talks about who does what. You, Zidane on free kick, you stay here. You, when you have the ball, you pass it to this guy. You, be careful. This guy does that. You have to be careful. Huge level of pressure on the how. And that's actually management. The more we advance, the less pressure on the result, the more pressure on the how. Pressure on the how is okay. I want you to call these three clients now. I'll do it. I want you to sign three contracts. I won't. <laughs> as simple as that. Pressure on results, useless. When I'm just at the end. Pressure on on, on how. So to go back to the, the, the third axe, and when we talk about job desk, it's a question of being absolute no, not like that. Having absolutely no doubt on what is expected from me
2: <clears throat> yeah
1: so it's Doubt
0: not a, matter a piece a, of paper yeah
1: no so and and if we can loop it with what you said from the very beginning and even as a first element of management m- meaning the vision of my position needs to be so clear so the perspective yes. in which i'm doing what i'm supposed to do needs to be as clear as what i'm doing right i mean yes. how can okay
0: clear yes
1: so it all it all Clicks together, right?
0: Yeah. And I'm talking about HR because most of the time it's the job of the HR to do the job description. Mm. And sometimes it's without talking to the manager of the position. And you're like, no, talk, guys, talk together. What's the reality of the job? Sometimes I see job description and I look at what the guy is doing and I'm like, there is a problem. (laughs) Doesn't fit.
1: Okay, another question. Have you seen companies with really good job
2: descriptions? mine <laughs> <laughs> Okay why
1: why are they different from what you've seen so far somewhere else
0: Because HR and business are very close
1: Do they evolve these job descriptions what happens because people yeah. change right I mean Arno I uh, you, you you start as a key account manager or as a key account yeah. you know associate or a uh, coordinator Uh first level and then you're going to move you're going to change and possibly you 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 have another talent that makes you do something else that is on the side that is not necessarily in this job but that serves the same purpose how does it work then
0: for the job description someone someone needs to know first that i have this talent (laughs) yeah (laughs) but
1: what i mean is that how important is it to review encompass it in the job description is it important or can i in fact morph
0: things it should be along the way important it's not nowadays nobody cares i don't know where my job description is to be honest i don't know what it's what's in <laughs> right now uh and most of the people don't but it, it could be a management tool it should be a management tool like, if you do that, you're good. You were talking about, you know, learning how to play tennis before. Yeah. And maybe yeah. you can have a week of practice and you go back and you can't play and you don't have coach, etc., yeah. etc. Et yeah. So you'll probably lose the skills. Uh, no, you won't. Because in your job description in tennis, I will write, look at the ball. I will write, prepare your forehand when the other guy hit the ball you'll have um you'll have clear steps yeah clear points of like meeting points
1: of reference yeah
0: reference and you mm. can go back to that when you're a little lost
1: so and and i'm i'm you know i'm pushing in this direction maybe but, Somehow, it's more the key roles and responsibilities than the detailed job description that is
0: yes, more important. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we
1: don't need to have pages of, uh, oh, no, no, a no, toast no. of, uh, uh, you know, 10 million bullet points.
0: Oh, of course not. For,
1: so, okay, so it's the clarity on the, let's say, three to five main key responsibilities that i have okay. in my role that should be yes. so crystal clear yes we, we agree on that okay
0: yeah we agree on that because i need to know it's reinsuring actually uh i need to know what people expect from me and i need to know i would say permanently that i am actually in this uh frame yeah, f- It's
1: fantastic it's just reinsuring. This is very clear, and thank you for taking my my questions on that, because job descriptions for me is one of uh, the polluting factors sometimes in a a conversation about performance. Uh, because uh, And it is not well used by the employee or by the team member who says, "Ah, it's not in my job description, for example, (laughs) only using it in that. Uh, And it's not used... Uh, well or sometimes not used at all by the organization except when they want to find a reason to blame so ah, it's in your job description yeah but no one asked me to do this for the past five years
0: exactly
1: ah, yeah but it's written so you haven't done your job and it's sometimes used in a horrible way to fire people
0: no no of course and the, the consequence would be okay let's change the job description oh you're doing this let's change the job description and not oh you're doing this no, you shouldn't. It's not in your job description. Yeah, but that's that's the business, you know.
1: Do you help people do job descriptions in your company?
0: Sometimes. Yes. Sometimes we did twice for some pharma company.
1: No, because uh, there is
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, it's not my core business, but I can Okay. I this can is important. Yeah, yeah. Okay, super. Yeah, yeah. So
1: this is this is what we called and what you called responsibility and concentration. Yep. Concentration and the, being having the right people at the right time yes. with the right skills.
0: Yeah. And it goes with what you said. You know, sometimes people have talent and it, you don't use them.
1: Mm, okay, super. Uh,
0: so you need to know people. You need to know people.
1: <laughs> awesome. Yeah, awesome. So the number four.
0: Number four and number five are linked. And that's, mm. uh, I would say, with the positive part of management, it's my favorite. It's actually training and authority. Why are they linked? Because actually, it's very confusing. For managers, these two. They are sometimes mixed. If it's a big, big mistake, I will use authority. Or if it's a a, a not important fault, I will be pretty nice, which is a big, big mistake in management, actually, like with kids, (laughs) just like with kids. Can you elaborate? Uh, Of course, I will. Uh, So the first one is actually my responsibility as a manager to Make sure not to train people because I'm not supposed to be more skilled. I'm supposed to be better in management, not in technical skills. Uh, again, we can talk about Gérard Rouillet, who was a tennis, in, who was an English teacher, <laughs> and the best soccer coach, one yeah, of the best. Uh, it's the same in management, but I need to make. Well, let's put it another way. When I'm an employee in a company, you know we are talking about salaries. Not salary. I'm not talking about money. So what do I come for? Why do I come for? So the number one, I think, is the uh, relationship with my boss. Mm -hmm. Uh, Number two is the proudness uh, I have to work for this company. Uh, Number three is the possibility to evolve. Number four, maybe, is the money uh etc etc one of these salaries is actually the feeling that i am gaining skills i'm more and more skilled so the job of my management is to make sure i am and the way we do it is actually every mistake made should be a training opportunity which is a positive management tool. It's actually the Bushido law. Do you know the Bushido law? No, no, go ahead. Uh, give a fish uh, to eat to a starving man, and you feed him for one day. Training how to, how to fish, and you, tr- you feed him for life.
1: <laughs> Very yeah. In fact, I knew it.
0: Uh, yeah, no, I so did know it was
1: Bushido. called Bushido.
0: This, yeah, yeah. I think it's Bushido. So that's the spirit manager should have. I will take every mistake as a training opportunity. Training being a positive management tool. So now you have to have a clear, surgical definition of what a mistake is, and it's actually a human or technical function, having as a consequence a gap a difference between what i want to reach and what i reach actually that's a mistake anything under this definition is a mistake anything under this definition leads to training if you come back home you did your homework you've tried to study and you are—you have a 4 on 20 in math. You don't need a parent to yell at you. You need training. You need help.
1: So is it you need training or you need conversation? Because you can need both. Maybe both. But it can be only a conversation. It could be
0: only a conversation okay. to make you understand where you made a mistake and how to improve next time. Okay, Absolutely. So w-
1: what you, what you name in the number four training is a bit wider than just... Oh, yeah, yes. ...content yes, is... No, no, absolutely. Reflecting
0: is, is... Do I make sure that after this mistake and after our conversation, you won't mm-hmm. do it again? And it has to be a positive management tool. I give you a funny example I had in one of my clients. Actually, I can name it. It was 20 years ago. It was at Hotel Martinez in Cannes, a very famous hotel. So hotel it was one of my Martinez. clients. Mm-hmm. And I was training actually all the managers of all the business. And at one point, I had the food and beverage manager. And he was describing this uh, scene where he has the waiter uh, just starting in Martinez. And he has to carry this tray with a Baccarat crystal mm-hmm. champagne glass mm-hmm. full of super premium champagne. So actually, the tray was like 10,000 euros. On the tree, okay? And actually, and he was explaining what he, I, I was actually, my first question for this training was, and it's a weird question, but it's fun, and it's also an icebreaker. Is like, what is the biggest ever mistake you made in your management career? <laughs> like big failure, the biggest in your life. What is I want to know. Oh, I love and it. And the guy was super honest. And then he said, well, I came to see this waiter and I actually put pressure on him telling him it's 10000 euro and blah 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 and you just started and etc cetera, etc cetera. of course the guy walks 5 meters and pff, <sighs> fall everything falls so it's like 10000 euro disappeared <laughs> in 5 minutes and the guy actually yelled at the guy yeah okay and the guy well but then that's what I was t- saying before what's the next step for this waiter he has to mm-hmm. do it again yeah <laughs> Yeah. how will this guy be able to carry this tray? that's just he just lost 10,000 the boss is yelling at him he has to do it again he's in a panic what happened what do you think falls again <laughs> yeah, yeah. Twenty thousand. horrible that's management that's what I'm, what I'm talking about the difference between authority and mm. training mm. this person needs help This person needs confidence. Confidence is the addition of all the positive messages I've received my whole life. To carry this tray, you need available energy. You must feel confident. So the management that goes with it is positive. That's it. That's management. That's the difference between reacting and managing it's
1: sweet uh,
0: very different
1: it's a fantastic way of articulating things you know uh, for people who love logical sequences even if it's not a science and it's not an exact science i mean we all know that but common sense yeah it's a very simple way to articulate the blocks of what yeah. you know it's not so much a methodology it's more of having landmarks yeah. that yeah. you can have in in your in your site so
0: this is absolutely there is actually no. another story i have to tell it because it's yeah, of a course one. I don't, again i don't know we, we never know if it's a legend or true but uh talking about ibm uh, so we are in the 80s and ibm want to build a huge worldwide communication network we have no internet uh, we have no email uh, they want to have their own safe environment so to do so they hire us top-notch, uh, best-in-class MIT engineer, okay? So the guy starts, make his own team with, like, you know, the, 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 the Ocean 11 kind of team, the best of the best in every role. Uh, so he has this five- or six-people team, travel the world, try to understand all the communication system in every country where IBM is, blah, 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 cost like 10 millions, the project. And then it's the inaug- inauguration, again, inauguration.
2: <laughs>
0: so the, all, you know, the, the, the top management, uh, the, the, everybody, the cream of the cream is here. The CEO of uh, IBM is here. This young engineer is here. Doesn't work. Zero, like, doesn't work. Can't make it work. A few days later, this engineer asks for an interview or a meeting with the CEO and come with his uh, resignation letter. Okay. So he writes a letter like, sorry, dudes, you know, I failed. I'm resigning. I've, I don't yeah. see any other option, blah, blah, blah. And he goes in the office, a huge office, you have to imagine. Huh? Yeah. IBM, 80s, like the guy is like the king of the world. And the CEO just listened to this guy explaining why he resigned and he gives the letter and he's very polite and very nice and very embarrassed and the ceo just listen with a little smile and take the letter put it in the rubbish look at the guy and say well thank you you can go back to work and the guy is like what what are you talking about i'm i'm, I'm resigning so no 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 you're not resigning i just inv- invested 10 millions in your training it's definitely not to fire you now wow So that's training. That's the fourth step of management. However big the mistake is, it's a mistake. Mm. And you have to react the right way. You have to manage the situation. Mm. You need help. You need training. You need skills. You don't need me to yell at you or you don't need me to fire you. It's actually like Mbappe missing the penalty against Switzerland. It's a mistake. Don't yell at these kids. It's a mistake.
1: No, it's really, it's really the question that you asked in the beginning of, the, of our conversation, which is what does the person need to hear now? Exactly. But of course, for that, you need to have the bigger perspective in mind. I mean, you cannot just think what does the person need to hear now because it doesn't provide an answer as such. But if you know where you want to go and you see the situation that is happening, you probably will know better what the person needs to hear now in order to continue to go towards the goal.
0: That's it. And to go back to his work in five minutes with the waiter, you know? Amazing. It's amazing. Uh, or to go back on the bike or to so, go back in class to, to everything.
1: So the waiter stuff is a real story. Yeah, hotel, it is a real hotel story. Oh, yeah, yeah it real.
0: is a real it is a real story and
1: it fell twice it
0: really it happened twice and oh, then the wow. manager realized oh maybe. and it was a smart guy to be honest because he actually realized oh maybe it's my fault
1: <laughs> you you have the the fifth point authority you talked about it you you want to elaborate on that or because i have a question
0: on authority <laughs> that, or on that, what
1: that will take us somewhere else
0: Oh, so let me finish with authority, maybe? Oh, okay, okay. I wasn't sure that you finished with
1: authority or not. Okay, no, no, cool.
0: no, no, no. We didn't talk about authority. Oh. Uh, we didn't talk at all about authority. Uh, authority is actually... So it's, it's as important as positive management. Okay? Uh, and I'm very, like, not serious, but <laughs> yeah. clear. Clear with it. Yeah. Uh, authority is actually... When there is a fault, there is authority. And that's, that's an important thing. But to have a fault, you need rules. Yeah. If you don't have rules, you can't have fault. So if you have authority, but you don't have clear rules, it's called a dictator, mm. actually.
2: Yeah.
0: So it's very important. The biggest mistake I see is actually, and it's because of a good thing, because we want people to like us. Uh we have a hard time with authority. We will be too nice most of the time, all Mm. the manager I know. Mm. Uh, And it's a problem in uh in a team. Uh it's a question of if you're out of the rule, you need authority. If you're two minutes late, you're two minutes late. It's it's there is this French uh, <laughs> I like this French expression because I make fun of the managers all the time. It's like uh, j'étais presque à l'heure.
2: Mm-hmm. I was nearly gagné. on time. Yeah. yeah,
0: we nearly won. Yeah, it means you lost.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, so just stop with your nearly. <laughs> Either you're on time or you're not. If you're not on time, you're late. You're not nearly on time. If you've lost, you've lost. You don't. You didn't nearly win. Wow. in management it's very important um i i it, it's it's very hard to to talk quickly about authority because no no go
1: ahead topic. because uh, i think this is a key that's a key point it is a key. um and 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 i associate it with so many things that are positive things but i i really want all of us to hear about what you have to say about that because that's yeah. a topic that people like to avoid
0: exactly and it's, a, it's an example, actually. It, it's uh, Imagine you're a manager and you have a person in your team that arrives, I don't know, two minutes late to a meeting. And you don't say anything because two minutes, come on. And then a week later, the same person arrives four minutes late and you don't say anything. And the next week, this, I make it short. <laughs> I longer. The, next, the, ne- the week after, the person arrives 10 minutes late and then you lose your mind. You're like, come on, are you kidding me? Etc. Etc. and you start to maybe yell or get ang- angry or etc. Cetera, et cetera, You have to remember that in this person's mind, she's probably only two minutes late because if you allow me to be two minutes late, then two minutes is the new rule. Mm. And if you allow me to be four minutes late, four minutes in the, is the new rule. It's actually the same with speeding tickets. Have you noticed when you have a speeding ticket for like a week, you'll drive slower yeah no. no. oh, but then it's it's done
2: yeah, yeah, <laughs> i don't know It's anymore. true uh
0: you have to be firm the first uh the first time the first fault i i call it, 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 it it's it's like uh how do you call it uh <laughs> eclair
1: uh. a strike a storm
0: yeah uh, in a blue a sky, a lightning. Author- a lightning authority should be a lightning in a blue sky. Before my authority acts or management acts, everything is okay, and after everything is okay, it's sup- it has to be short, it has to be intense. The 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 little I give you a trick because we 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 it's too long to go into detail really, but to have a, a clear image if the other person if the person that did this Mm. uh, fault Mm. starts to talk and have a discussion you've lost okay
2: i'll
0: tell you why imagine i'm late and you're my manager Mm. and you are angry which is okay you're allowed to be angry by the way Uh, Mm. you're humans (laughs) And you come to me and say, oh, come on, Arno, what, what, what's wrong? You know, we had this uh, important meeting. You're 20 minutes late. Uh, I'm really not happy with you. What happened? I said, well, you know, uh, Sam, my son was sick and uh, I had to quickly find an appointment to the doctor mm. and blah, 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 and blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. Why are you now you've lost? Because probably, like I would say 70% of the time, I'm lying to you.
2: Mm.
0: I just didn't wake up. Mm. I forgot. So now I'm lying to you. Two options. One option is you're a nice person. And tell me, oh, okay, sorry to hear that. I hope he's okay. Well, next time maybe you call me and I'm fine. I'm like, (laughs) fuck it. (laughs) Got him. (laughs) (laughs) So that's the normal one. We can all figure that one. The second one is... Even trickier. You're still mad at me. And you're like, I don't care. It's not normal. This meeting was planned. You should be on time. In my human brain, what happened is not, oh, shit is right. I'm, mm-hmm. you know, my lie, blah, blah, blah. No. My reasoning will be, oh, this bastard. So it means even if it was true and my son was sick, he doesn't care. That's what I'm going to think. I'm going to make you pay for that. Yeah. So in both cases, you've lost. So in authority, and I don't have time to explain all the details and what we could do, etc., etc., you should avoid conversation. Mm. There is nothing to talk about. Mm. You're late, end of the story. The rule is the meeting starts at 9, the meeting starts at 9. I'm sorry for your son. That's not the point. The point is the meeting starts at 9. Do you know the rule? Do you remember the rule? Is the rule clear for you? Yes or no? And if you start to talk, I will be like, sorry, Joe, I'm not really uh, having a conversation here. I just want to make sure that you know the rule.
1: Mm -hmm. You know, um, what I like in what you're saying is the the need to act at the first um, instance. Uh, Because for me, when we don't, it's not only for the person who came uh, late in this example it's not it's not only um, going to set a new a new limit to uh, the delay and it's changing the rule for this person most importantly it's the message that we send to the rest of the team absolutely you know you're in and, charge and if if i have kids or if um, after life after that sorry um, we all are adults and we understand that life is life sometimes shit happens and things happen. Okay, fine, I'm not talking about that specifically. I'm talking about, generally speaking, when I'm not addressing something that is wrong and that is wrong according to the rule known by everybody and that everybody sees that this person can bend the rules. Mm-hmm. But I also live 45 minutes away from work. Yeah, I also definitely. go through traffic. You
0: also have kids.
1: In, in the end, To me, what you've explained uh, here is one thing that I like to call a team is as strong as its weakest member. Exactly. And when we don't take responsibility for taking this member up and thinking, okay, we have an issue here, let's address it now. Because if we leave things where they are with this member, the whole team is going to be dragged down. Because ultimately, if you can come late or not groomed, are not prepared for a meeting, then why would I prepare for a meeting? You know, why would I be on time? Why would I okay. be groomed? And you have the whole team that progressively is going to slide down. And there are so many topics that we could talk about, but we're, we're not going to, because we <laughs> could say for, we, which are, for example, um, you know, team accountability. Um, you know, when, I'd love to say that if, some, if one of us did it, it's because it was allowed to be done.
0: Yeah, so exactly.
1: If someone left his uh, plate uh, on a meeting table with uh, leftovers without taking care of the next meeting, it's because it has been allowed in the culture to happen. So it's our responsibility as well. It's not just the responsibility of the person who did this. It's because this topic hasn't been addressed properly. Absolutely. And. Uh, for me, what I like in this conversation is it starts with one individual, be it the manager, being the team member, but the the impact and the radiation of these individuals is going to be <laughs> much bigger than what we think. And this is how I believe that collectively we can achieve so much more when we do things right, rather than uh, alone.
0: Because, Absolutely.
1: Yeah fantastic fantastic and uh, so th- that is one topic another topic that i had in mind and that we're not going to be able to sorry <laughs> ah, this. that's okay my ipad just fell oops so for you to know the audience um uh, i take notes and references of the the minutes where i hear something interesting um, to to maybe select it as an extract in the beginning of the episode this is why i have this ipad um i wanted i was thinking all all along about as well self-awareness self-awareness so being myself aware of where i'm strong and where i need to work which is also one of the mega conditions. It's the ground zero for me of uh, Mm -hmm. of being able to uh, make progress and if you could just tell me a few words about that before we slide to the landing of this episode because you need to go yeah. to ski first of all <laughs> um but then i have a few questions that i like to ask sure. uh, to my guests so, about self-awareness for me which is such a it's really the ground zero what about it for you in your work for your clients how do you approach that as well
0: uh it, i don't know it's it's uh we we call it the I don't know if you know the Johari window.
1: Yeah, la, la okay. fenêtre de Johari. Uh, like.
0: Yeah, fenêtre de Johari. Uh I think that's the answer actually. So uh, Joari, I mean,
1: Johari J O H A R I, right?
0: Exactly. It's the names of the two founder of the concept. Johannes and Harrison I think. Um they actually did this concept, which is very, very simple, but we actually, basically, we all have four parts of our personality. The one that we are aware of and people are aware of, which is actually our public uh, person, <laughs> person we are in public. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is what I am aware of that you are not aware of, which is actually who I really am when I'm alone uh, with no obligation, I would say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm uh you have the what and that's where it becomes interesting you have what people are aware of and about you, you don't know that about I'm you. not and that's exactly what you're talking about <laughs> uh, which is maybe uh, i think i'm the nicest person of uh, in the company and everybody think i'm a jerk mm-hmm. uh, so that's a problem and <laughs> i should actually probably know about it uh and there is the fourth one which is more i would say rare or eccentric which is uh the part of i'm not aware of and people are not aware of which Mm. is actually if tomorrow i win 100 million at the lottery how will i react yeah yeah. nobody knows Uh, so self-awareness is actually how to open the windows (laughs) for me yeah yeah which is what i know about me and what you know about me i don't have to really work on it Mm. What I know about me that you don't know about me, I I don't really have to work on it.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Where I have to work is actually what you know about me that I don't. And And that's to enlarge my self-awareness. There Amazing. (laughs) Uh, is a tool for this. It's called actually feedback.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We didn't talk about feedback, man. We need to do a new episode. Maybe, but it's called feedback. No, we talked about it. We talked about it in, in many instances, but we didn't. You know, like I'd like to have a, a,
0: even a shorter... you talk about the culture. Yeah, I, I did an amazing job. Not that I did an amazing job. I did. I was working on an amazing mission. Yeah, uh, that's more, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> more relevant <laughs> mm-hmm. with the Olympic Committee uh, yeah. on feedback, where they really understood how important it is. And when I'm talking about culture of feedback, is everybody giving feedback to everybody? I'm not talking about management. I'm talking about feedback culture. And people sometimes don't understand what feedback culture is. It's actually, I can go talk to the CEO of my company telling him that in the last meeting, he interrupted me and it pissed me off. I won't do it like that, but I should be able to. That's Because maybe he doesn't realize he does that because he doesn't have... (laughs) self-awareness
1: Do you know Um, ray dalio nope okay so he he does exactly what you he's he's the the founder ray dalio d-a-l-i-o okay um ray is the author of a book called principles that is a very big book i mean not easy to to go through entirely um composed of two parts he's about radical feedback i mean radical in the sense totally transparent okay. feedback yeah. and he has created a system
0: is it the radical candor
1: yeah i mean it's the same concept the same yeah okay um, and but he he found a way to implement it so to rate it and to rate his performance and to have feedback given by his peers even junior yeah. people during meetings and stuff, and he will receive this feedback. He will reflect on it, etc. So it's absolutely okay. crazy. There are videos about that, and some people disagree with that. Um, I'd be super happy that we do maybe another episode uh, later on on that, sure. oh on yeah, that yeah. and to and to dig into into this because it's, uh, be it's happy a too. fascinating uh, yeah. thing. So.
0: Um, so that's my answer for self-awareness you know oh, thank you so much put this feedback culture in your company then you'll have aware people
1: <laughs> that's great you know um so Arno, we're going to um, um move slowly to the landing of this episode then sure. we've had man an incredible conversation um a question i have for you is can you name a music an artist uh, you listen to when you need positive energy?
0: <laughs> sure. I listen to I am. Oh, man! <laughs> Which one? Everything? Uh, L'école du micro d'argent. L'école du micro d'argent from A to Z. Since, since 20 years, voilà. 15 years.
1: <laughs> do, you, do you know, uh, like me, L'Empire du Côté obscur by of heart? Of course, évidemment. Do you sing of when course. you hear the song? I do. Did you teach it to your kids?
0: not yet, yet. But, man, uh, man. so I teach actually uh, and I also like ACDC a mm. lot yeah. uh, so my daughter my 13 year old daughter is a ACDC fan uh, so it's pretty cool. Uh, I mean, does she, does
1: she react like a normal human being when she hears thunderstruck uh, introduction, or when she hears? Oh yeah, uh, yeah, she yeah. Okay, okay.
0: Move and jump and back in black. Crazy. Yeah, okay. very normal. Very normal.
1: Uh, not, I'm. I'm very confident. <laughs> I was afraid that your daughter was inadapted to society. No, um, no, she's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I am. Uh, L'école du micro d'argent. Such yes. a great, such a great answer. Another question: Can you remember a belief? about which you changed your mind in your life. So you had a belief that you really believed in, but it changed.
0: Uh, I have a lot, actually. Thank God. Um, About education. Okay. I would say. um, I was very confident and I had very precise... Preconceived ideas about education mm. until the second I had kids, <laughs> <laughs> where everything goes everything. to the trash. Everything exploded. Goes to the trash. Yeah, yes, exploded. Yeah, yeah, because and it's a it's it's actually a fantastic. Uh, so first, it's um, uh, it's great for ego mm. to stay. You know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah on yeah. earth yeah uh and it's also good that you know you just you have an impact a huge impact but you have to sometimes just uh, choose your battles mm. uh, and i thought you could actually because i was already a performance management specialist when i had kids, i was like it's gonna be so easy for me Fuck it! <laughs> I was like, "Oh, this uh, actually this uh, you know authority meeting doesn't work with my four year old because she actually doesn't give a shit." Yeah, I <laughs> mean, and then uh, no, no, it was interesting, and uh and also, yeah, yeah, it's it's a um, a lot of things about education and how your kids grow, and uh, it's it's interesting. Yes.
1: So, Arnaud, uh, who? Should be the next guest on this podcast.
0: Wow! I don't know. (laughs) I didn't expect this one. (laughs) I know.
1: I know. The Uh, the the thing is, try to think of people you know, and who who I would say have the same idea that people are people. They are not numbers. Whatever they do,
0: um, have a lot in mind uh i actually have two three names in mind i have a uh, my closest friend
2: mm-hmm.
0: actually who i used to have a business with okay uh, but it's it will be too similar i think okay. uh, his name is Said. he's from benin yeah uh, great guy
2: you'll give me his uh, details uh, right
0: i will give you his detail there is another person I'm thinking about, uh, and he would be very, very surprised, but his name is uh, Patrick Adler. Mm-hmm. He lives in Strasbourg, used to actually be the president of the Racing Club de Strasbourg. Oh, wow. Um, amazing, human kind person, and okay. also a great businessman. Yeah, and he has he has interesting stories i think in terms of business and humans because uh he had a uh, lot of experience the third guy i'm thinking about is actually i'm actually giving names that's okay
1: it's perfect
0: okay so the third guy is actually emmanuel usner oh why do i know this guy? Uh, i don't know maybe some other people uh he actually is a tennis coach and he works now for the all-in academy you told me about him in our oh, first maybe, conversation maybe, maybe. he yeah. was the head of the davis cup team for monaco wow also okay. and he has a lot to say about resilience and performance and sports and uh
1: amazing and uh, so I'll talk Even to you If I on. give you
0: Loredana Hormuth as a name, because she's the one why I'm here, <laughs> and I didn't see any podcast with her. So. No, because I
1: have recorded the okay. podcast with Laurie. I'm kidding. And
0: uh, we are going to re-record it. Thank course, you, Laurie. Please. By the way, just in case you're listening,
1: <laughs> we're going to re-record it. Uh, because, okay. Because, because uh, just um, uh, what we said uh was not validated by marketing for for a very good reason i mean i, okay, I really okay. respect uh, compliance and and they were very sure. nice so lori instead of telling me okay let's just cut this episode she said no no let's redo an episode again awesome so lori was my sixth guest and we had a, okay. such a fantastic uh, conversation curious, i'm sure we're going to have another one, and, and yes, thank you for naming Lori because I owe her a big, big, big thank you for introducing me to you and to someone else who I'm going to talk about to very soon. But I was in full COVID when I needed to do the podcast, Nora Nora Zanto, who's okay. also a performance coach, uh, and she's working with the subconscious. So I'm, okay. I'm so excited to, uh, uh, to interview uh, Nora very soon. Um so I'll connect with you be- uh, later to um to check how I can connect maybe these people that you talk to me about. But thank sure. you for your generous uh You're very you know, welcome uh, thoughts. And um um Arno, where can we reach you? What's the best way? Is it LinkedIn? Is it Instagram? Is it Twitter? LinkedIn
0: it's nick LinkedIn is easy. Uh it's probably the the easiest the best way. way. Okay. Uh sure. Yeah, yeah. LinkedIn. Do you answer or, your messages if people write yeah, to you? Always. Yeah. Always. Okay. Except okay. the ads. Uh, no, the ads. Okay, no, for but, sure. No, I always answer. Always.
1: Amazing. So, um, Arno, let me check if I have not missed anything before releasing you to your amazing weekend. But um, I, I want to thank you for this conversation. I mean, it's been we've been talking for two hours and uh, maybe twenty some minutes. Uh, the 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 call time is a bit longer because we started the conversation before. Yeah. Um it's it went like that i learned tons of stuff i mean i hope that you uh, if you have listened to this episode until the end congrats but i hope that you had a paper (laughs) and a pen uh, because this is what i've been doing i've been noting things uh everywhere uh and i want to thank you for your generous uh conversation today i mean it was for me an eye-opener on many aspects a confirmation of some things and some key learnings for me really key learnings in, in just a very open conversation so thank you
0: great Arno. thank you Joe for having me to make it uh, so easy <laughs> for <laughs> the guests because I feel like I just had a talk with a, an old friend oh. uh, so no no you make it so easy thank you so much for having me
1: uh, you're welcome so people this was Arnaud Can on people not numbers and I will see you in the next episode I'm always humbled when someone listens to a whole episode, so thank you. Thank you for your support. Without you, this show would not exist. If you want to make my podcast more visible to professionals like you, go ahead and share it with at least two connections, rate us five stars, and leave a comment. I am here for you at all times, so don't hesitate to connect with us on LinkedIn, on 11, the People Engagement Network, or on my personal profile, Droséjean. I can't wait to see you again on the podcast and send you tons of good vibes wherever you are in this world.